Hallelujah to everyone. Welcome to tonight's teaching service. I'm Pastor Prince Nyako. I'm coming to you right from ICGC Carriage Temple. I pray that today's teaching will be a blessing to you. Let's pray. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for the opportunity to come the way of your people. I pray that the word of God will be a blessing to everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tonight I'm teaching on the subject, the church, our blessing. The church, our blessing. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. One of the popular scriptures we know. It said, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing nigh. He said, let us not ne neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing nigh. Psalm 92 verse 12 to 14. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, he shall grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the court of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age and they shall be fat and flourishing. They shall be fat and flourishing. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. The benefits of coming to church Far outweighs the benefit of not being part of a church. The church is a blessing for you and I. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The calling of a man to church must bring a joy. There must be gladness in our hearts. As we approach the house of God, when we meet together, the Bible calls it church. When you discover what coming to church, attending church, being part of a church, the kind of blessing it brings to you, you will not be ready to exchange it for anything. Sometimes I, you, you hear teachings on um, the church people are preaching against the church. You, can, you, do, you, you don't need to be part of a church before you can be a Christian. God, Jesus came to establish a kingdom and not a church. And I ask myself, what kind of confusion is that? What kind of confusion? Because Jesus said that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So what is the difference of Jesus coming to build a kingdom and not building a church? Why must we uphold the gathering together of the saints as a precious thing in our hearts? You can only flourish as a righteous man when you are planted in the house of God. It is only when you are planted in the house of God that you can flourish as a righteous man. Why should I belong to a church? Number one, the church is a place 
to belong. As a child of God, the church is the place you must belong. Every child is born into a family. If you are born of the Spirit, you must be birthed in a church. Every Christian must belong to a local church. Show me a strong Christian and I will show you that he is a member of a local church. The church is a community of believers. A community is a group of people in a particular geographical location that share common values, belief systems, and culture. You must be part of a local church as a Christian. The church universal is divided into denominations. And within the denominations, there are assemblies. As a believer, you must be identified with a particular local church. The church is the community of believers. It is a place of people with one faith, with one spirit, with one savior, and with one father. It's a community of people with one faith, with one spirit, with one savior, and with one father. When a man becomes born again, the Holy Spirit makes him part of the church of Christ. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So immediately you, are, you become born again, the Holy Ghost adds you to the church. So every true Christian is part of the church of Christ and the church of Christ is organized into local churches. And anybody that is a strong Christian, a truly born again Christian, is identifiable with the local church. You must belong to a church and be a committed member. You must be a committed member. I don't need to join a church to be a, Christ, a strong Christian. It's a lie. Because the church is the training camp for believers. It may not be in a four wall, but it must be a community of believers that have gathered together. The church can be under a tree. The church can be in a classroom. The church can be on their own land. The church can be in homes. The church can be in halls. But you must be part of a church. Every human being is born into a family. Don't you have a surname? Don't you have a father? Don't you have an uncle? Don't you have aunties? Don't you have cousins? Don't you have brethren? Don't you have sisters? The church is the place where you find your church members or your family members. One day Jesus was teaching, having a powerful revival, and they came to him, your mother and your brothers, and they said, who are my brothers and sisters? It's anyone that does the will of God. The church 
is the place where you find your brothers and sisters. So also is every Christian. You are born into the family of Christ. A Christian without a church is an orphan. A Christian is without a church is a spiritual orphan. Yeah. God, if you read Jeremiah 29, going, you see that God gave his church shepherds, pastors. A Christian without a local church is an orphan. If you are born again, you must be part of a local church. Be planted in the house of the Lord so that you may flourish in every area of your life. May the Lord help you to find a church and plant yourself, humble yourself, and be fed and grow in the will of God. Come on, shout a big amen. It means that, he said, being planted means being a committed member. Don't have your name on paper. Have your heart in the church. Don't write your name. Some people have written their names in 10 churches. There are some Christians. Their names are in 10 churches as members. You don't see them in any meeting. You don't see them in any meeting, whether online or in-house. Nothing. They contribute to nothing. To be planted means to be stable. Until a coconut tree is planted for a long time. Some five years, some three years, some seven years, they cannot bear fruit. The reason why you are not bearing the fruit of the Spirit and the reason why you are not bearing the fruit of destiny could be that you are an unstable Christian. Until you are planted, your roots will not grow deep in the Lord. May you be a planted child of God. May you be a committed Christian. May you be committed to your local church. In this day and age, people don't go to church, but when they want to marry, they come to church to pick church girls. And the church girls will organize them to make sure that they write their name in the church so that when they bring him to the pastor, the pastor will check and say, oh, the name is there. Meanwhile, the person is not a church member. Why is it that when you want to marry, you remember that you have to come to church? Because deep down in you, there is a yearning for a Christian fellowship, a spiritual environment, that is where you can grow. Get involved on daily basis. Get involved on regular basis. Now that the church is both online and in-house, you must participate in your church services. In-house, online, virtual church, at what church, you must be part of it. Some people went on holiday during the lockdown. They didn't fellowship with their churches online. They didn't give offerings. They didn't pay their tithe. That is not a committed Christian. May God help you. May you receive the grace to be a planted church member of your church. In the name of Jesus. We must be planted as believers. Where is your church? Who is your pastor? 
there are very, very important questions you need to ask. Because if you go to your hometown right now, they will ask you, who is your father? If you are going to marry somebody right now, and you go, they will ask you, where are you from? Who is your father? Be involved on a regular basis in worship services, teaching services, prayer meetings, Sunday services, giving, offering, tithing. Be involved. Make yourself available for ministry in the church. Make yourself available. Make yourself available. Make your talents available. Make your profession available to the church. Come and render services for free in the church. And let's do the work of God. Romans chapter 12 verse 5. He said, so we being many are one body in Christ and every one member, every one members one of another. Give me the NLT. NLT said, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. So if one part is not found, the body is sick. But when we all come together, when we all come together, like they came together and began to pray for Peter, the sword of Herod could not kill him. I pray for you that if you are lordship of your church, if you are lordship of your local church, may you find your way back to church from this Sunday in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering wherever you are. We belong to each other in one body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 13. He said, for as the body is one and has many parts, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. I'm praying for somebody that this sense of oneness, you know, there are some brothers and sisters, they can be in the church and they feel so high, they feel so spiritual, they feel so above, they don't see themselves to be part of the general body. But I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will know that the best atmosphere for your Christian healthiness is the atmosphere of the church. No matter how the church has been malign, no matter how the church has been has been painted black the church is the most precious entity in the sight of the Lord I pray in the name of Jesus for somebody struggling to be planted in his church may the Lord give you grace that you will find your place in the church in the name of Jesus we, 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 we have one spirit you cannot decide to isolate yourself and be strong. You cannot. It's not possible to isolate yourself and be a strong Christian. You might be the, the, the hand of the body. Somebody may be the leg. If the leg refuses to work, the whole body is deformed. And sometimes the reason why churches, we are not able to do much even as a church here, is because some people have decided to absent themselves. Wherever they are, this Sunday they should show up. And then I know you are watching me. Sunday, show up. 
Because we need you. You are the leg. You are the stomach. You are the liver. You are the kidney. You are our nose. You are our ear. You are our eye. You have to show up. That is when the church can take its full strength and glory and advance and attack the enemy. Because the enemy is not at rest. The enemy is advancing and destroying lives. And the church cannot be at rest. We must keep working the fields of souls until the day we hear the trumpet sound. And when we stand before the Lord, he will say, good and faithful servant. Somebody give the Lord a clap wherever you are. May God help us. And may we not fail our generation. May you not fall victim to backsliding of church. In Jesus' name. Number two, the church is the place to serve. The church is the place to serve. Romans 12, 6 to 8. Having then give differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy, according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry. So you see that in this scripture, God has equated the gift of prophecy to the gift of ushering. So why do some people who prophesy feel they are more important than some people? Pride. He said, if you have the gift of prophecy, prophesy. If you have the, the gift of ministry, let us wait. So the ushers, if you are an usher, you need to be proud of your ministry, amplify your ministry, and do it diligently because the way God will measure your, your service will not differ from the way you measure the one he giving the gift to prophesy. Or he that teaches on teaching. Or he that exalted on exaltation. And sometimes they'll give you, give somebody a chance to come and exalt. Oh, it's not, it's not, the time is too short. The time is too short. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. So you see, he that ruleth with diligence. So sometimes you will not understand why the church is wild like that. Why is the church calling me like that? Why coming to church is it by force? In this time when they are recording names and registering people, and sometimes when your church calls you, you are, you are like, ah, what type of church? What? Is it by force to come? Yes, it's by force. You must come to church. Because if you don't come to church and something happens to you, your neighbors will say, Of course, I'm sorry. No. I see a pastor. When there are issues in your family, they will call your pastor, they will call the church. And there are many times pastors have must, must solve certain things at the background that even members don't know. So when they are ruling with diligence, because diligence means paying attention. So sometimes your pastor will call you. Ah, for some time now you have not been paying your tithe. For some time now I've not been seeing you in church. For some time now I've not been seeing you on online. For some time now, we don't see your movement well. Don't feel like you are, you are on your own. It says that you rule with diligence. 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 He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. The church is the place we serve. 
The pastor is seven. The organist is seven. The guitarist is seven. The drama is seven. The technical. The church is the place you get the honor to serve your other brothers and sisters. And sometimes after serving your brothers and sisters, you are empowered and grace to move into the world and show them what Jesus looks like. As the Spirit gives us gifts and talents, the church creates the platform for us to use our gifts to serve others and not to intimidate others. To serve others and not to pride over others. To serve others and to edify others. We serve God and man with our gifts and our talents. Every born again believer has a gift and a talent. There is a gift God put in you for the body. So far as you are part of the body, there is something the leg has that the eyes don't have. The leg has a certain structure. There are some veins and vessels and, 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 and whatever arteries passing through the leg that don't pass through the eye. The makeup of the leg is not like the eye. There are bones in the leg. There are no bones in the eye. So if the leg says it will not, it will not work, if they amputate your legs, you can't walk. It means your, your, your existence will be altered. Advancement will be limited. Your staying at home is affecting the growth of the church. Your staying at home is weakening the force of the local church. And I'm praying for you in the name of Jesus that God will give you grace to rise up from your slumber and show up in church on Sunday. Somebody give the Lord a shout offering wherever you are. Come to church and serve God. Come to church and serve God. You must not be part of a church and not contribute to the growth of the church. You have something the church needs. The church is our blessing. The church is our blessing. The church is our blessing. I remember one time we were in service. We were in service and we finished the first service and I was standing outside as a pastor taking some fresh air and then a laborer just ran to the Wherever I was standing, a laborer from working on one side just ran and came and knelt down and said, Pastor, uh, 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 please pray, pray, pray for my wife. She's in labor. She's in labor for two days. The baby is not coming. But I want you to pray for me. I don't come to this church, but I want you to pray for me. I stood by faith in the name of Jesus and joined my faith with his. We prayed a simple prayer. By the time they had finished what they were doing, she, he came back and said, Pastor, my wife has delivered. Look, the church, the, the way Lotto kiosks, the way drinking bars, the way pubs are spreading all over the city, we must have many churches like that. And may the Lord touch your heart. As a church member, may the Lord touch your heart as a Christian to identify yourself with the church. What are you using your strength for? What are you using your gift for? What are you using your money for? All your salaries goes into your house? It goes to your family? No. 
when we empower the local church, many souls will be won. Many souls will be saved. Many drug addicts will be delivered. Many wayward youth will be delivered. If you can join the church and release what God has put in you, it could be a talent, it could be time, and it could be a treasure. May the Lord give you that grace in the name of Jesus. Every Christian must become a servant of God because it is the way of the master. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. He said, who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant. The form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of man and being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. May you become a servant of the Lord. Pastor, I'm not a servant, I'm a son. I'm not a servant, I'm a son. I'm not a servant, I'm a son. But Jesus was a son of God, but he became a servant. He humbled himself to become a servant so that he can serve the interest of the Father. Sons must metamorphose and become servants. Every church member must find something to do in his or her church. May the Lord give you that revelation. True Christians are servants to God and servants to men. We live in, a, in an environment of self-centered thinking systems, but we can be an example to others that if it's possible for Jesus to become a servant with gladness and joy, when God was asking, who will go? Who will go? And he said, I will go. And when they, they were looking for someone to open the book, nobody was worthy, but the lamb that was slain has stepped forward and prayed for you in the name of Jesus. God is looking for your voice. God is looking for your strength. God is looking for your intellect. God is looking for your time. May you make your time, your intellect, your voice, your money, may you make it available for the use of the kingdom of God. If your heart desire is to imitate Christ, you need to serve in the church. The local church is a place of service. Each of, you know, until the local churches are empowered, other ministries will die. The training basement of the kingdom is the local church. Strong churches means strong Christians. Weak churches means weak Christians. The other way is also right. And may the Lord help us to be planted in our churches. Each of us needs the church. And the church also needs us. Statistics have shown that when people get committed in doing something for God in church, genuinely, their general commitment to coming to church is higher than when they are doing nothing. If you are part of a church and you do nothing, your commitment to church attendance, your commitment to being part of a church can be shaky. There, you can find more church workers in weekday meetings than normal church members. There is something that comes with being a servant of God. You always want to be around the king. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus that God will give you a heart that will help you serve in your church. 
That is the secret. Get into service with God and you will love God all the days of your life. Number three, the church is a place to grow. The church is the place to grow. The church is the place to grow. Just as we grow physically, spiritually, you must grow. You cannot be growing physically and not be growing spiritually as a child of God. Spiritual growth outside church can be dangerous and unguided and suicidal. Growing outside church can be dangerous, can be suicidal, and can be unguided. You need to be fed. You need to be fed. Then after some time, you can feed yourself and feed others. You need to be fed. I will make you fishers of men. So I fish you, I make you, I send you as fishers of men. You need to be fed. You feed yourself and you begin to feed others. You cannot grow outside the church of God. If we could grow outside the church of God, God will not use Paul to establish a lot of churches. There was a church in Philippi. There was a church in Colossae. There was a church in Corinth. There was a church in Ephesus. Why the church? Why should that be a church? Because in the system and the plan and the shadows of God, the people of God must be part of a community. You cannot grow well outside the church. Don't try it. I hear people say, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe in church. The church is the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. Christ is coming back for his church. If the church is that useless, Christ will not come for it. You can't be guaranteed this cycle when you are isolated from your local church. In this lockdown, these five months, how many people have stood on their ground in faith? How many people have lost their faith? How many people have lost their faith? Only planted trees grow. Only planted trees grow. Only planted trees grow. grow. A tree that is not planted will not grow. And it is when you are planted in the house of the Lord, that is when you flourish. May this revelation enter into your heart today and may you begin to treasure church. I mean, during the lockdown, people say, oh, when are we going to church? Oh, we have missed church and blah, 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 blah. But you see, it takes revelation to remain planted in a church. Because the interesting thing is that the church is not made up of angels. It's made up of other Christians who are in construction. Who are in the process of construction. Whose destinies are being constructed. Whose characters are being worked on. In the church, there are weed smokers. In the church, there are drunkards. In the church, there are womanizers. In the church, there are husband snatchers. In the church, there are brothers who are sleeping with girls. But they are all part of the church. 
Let me ask you a question. In the community, in every community, there are criminals. But it is still called by the name of the community. They are criminals. They are good people. They are tenants. They are landowners. That's why in every community, they try to establish a police station. In the church also, the choir leader may be sleeping with a choir master. Somebody will be sleeping with somebody. But you see, we are all in work in progress. Some are in class one. Some are in class five. Some are in class ten. But we are all under construction. And God says that he's washing the church with water. And he's coming for a church without wrinkle or blemish. May you find yourself in the church. If, if you have not attended church after lockdown, they've lifted, begin to go to church. Begin to go to church. For your church needs you. Your pastor needs you. Heaven needs you. Jesus needs you. The church is back and is back for good. It's back in glory and it's back in power. In the name of Jesus. Church is the place to grow into the things of God. There is no proper growth without discipleship. There is no proper growth without discipleship. Show me a Christian who doesn't go to church. I'll show you a Christian who will have different ideologies about the word of God. The place you receive consistent teaching of the word of God. Is the church. Is the church. You have to find a Bible believing church and stay planted. Stay there and grow. Discipleship includes worshiping with believers, prayer in church, taking instructions, mentoring, submission to leadership. And that is what people don't like. They cannot imagine that another man with weakness, another man like them, can lead them. Another man with, with mistakes can lead them. But that is the structure of God. That is the structure of Jesus. Looked at Peter, and Peter released a revelation. And Jesus said, Upon the rock, upon this rock will I build my church. Peter, who was playing hypocrisy with Paul. Peter, who denied Jesus three times in the face of a little girl. But yet Jesus committed the church into his hands before he ascended. The whole church leadership looked up to Peter until there was a change of battle. The disciples who yielded themselves to leadership of Christ grew to become spiritual giants. If God gives you a church, if God gives you a pastor, if God gives you a shepherd, God knows why he gave you that shepherd. For some of us, our character must, must determine the type of pastor God will give to you. Yeah. Our destiny will determine the type of pastor God will give to you. And if you don't like your pastor, you change your church. But definitely you must be in a church. Change your church. Find a Bible-believing church and be there. Because by all means, you must be part of a church. And when you change your church, change your character. Because by all means, you must be led.
in the name of Jesus. Discipleship ensures growth. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Kabadakataya. What a teaching. He said, go ye therefore and teach all disciples or all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach all nations. Teach. Human beings will teach others. Other believers will teach others. If you are too proud to sit under a pastor to be taught, you cannot grow. Every strong believer had a pastor. The word teach is the Greek matetio, which means disciple. Go and disciple every nation. The problem we have in our time is that many believers are not discipled. We are in a laissez-faire system. Everybody picks the message of grace and takes it somewhere. We don't know whether we are going or we are coming. Some will say, oh, you have been favored already. So you don't even need to pray to be favored. To be favored. Some will say, you're already protected. You don't need to pray to be protected. I have all things. Then I will not do anything. Some will say, until you do this, you will not get this. There's, there's so many cloud, cloudiness. Prayer has been taken for granted. We only pray when we need a car. We only pray when we need a house. We only pray when we want to marry. But you see, disciples are taken through certain teachings. And when you meet a disciple, he's not confused on a subject. But now, we don't have time for church. When you come to church and the pastor exceeds his time, 10 minutes, you start talking. You must not waste so much time. When we go for meetings at work, we go. But when you're watching uh, UEFA Cup or whatever, Champions League, was it yesterday they played the finals? Or one of these days they play a Bayern Munich and PSV or whatever, and they go extra time, extra. You'll be there, you'll be there. Because your joy is full watching football. When it's time for church, you use church to do joggings. We, 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 we take church as a secondary thing. Joggings, going to wash. Sunday morning, tongue-talking believer. Why won't the devil look for you? Why won't you grow cold? Why won't you read the Bible and read it over and over and you not understand? Because you see, they that appeared in Zion, they move from strength to strength. If there is a disciple, then there is a teacher. You need a teacher. Not every teacher is your teacher. 
Not every teacher is your teacher. Now, you think I'm lying. Go to school, step into a school compound, and watch the student. Every student goes to a particular class because they know their teacher. They know their teacher. Every student knows his teacher. Every disciple knows his teacher. Oh, me, my teacher is Jesus Christ. Really? Whose teacher is not Jesus? In the structure of Jesus. Now, one day, when, when, when Jesus was in his ministry, moving from here, multitudes were following him, and the multitudes were hungry, about 5,000 people, and now they were supposed to feed them. Now, Jesus talked to the disciples, the 12, Peter, James, and John, and co., that they should tell the multitude to sit down. When he took the bread, he took it from the apostles, he blessed it, broke it, gave it to them to share. That was all that. Jesus could have gone through the multitude and shared it himself, but he didn't. He gave the bread to the apostles and gave them to share. May we respect God's order. May we respect God's structure in his church. And that is when we can have a healthy Christian system that can aggressively override the strength of the enemy. Can I hear a big amen? Church grows Christians into disciples. You can't have a harvest and not have a place where you gather the harvest. When a soul is warm, he must be planted to be discipled. So the work of the evangelist will be useless if there is no gathering point. So as much as the evangelist is important, the one who disciples also received instruction to do so. So if you are a teacher, you are a pastor, don't feel guilty. Sometimes you feel guilty that you are a pastor. You are pastoring and you see some people going for crusades and winning a lot of things, a lot of souls. I mean, outreaches is good. If God gives you a grace and God gives you a burden, move into that. But until then, commit yourself to what you have been called. Somebody to have been called to win 20 million souls. The callings differ. Don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. Concentrate on what God has called you to do. It could be 20 member church. Do it faithfully. If God wants to upgrade you, he will upgrade you. But don't look at somebody and try to go and do the same thing. It's not competition. The church grows Christians into disciples. Plant yourself in the church and you will grow. Church commitment ensures spiritual liberty and spiritual growth. Yeah, there are some who have had their own experiences with church and they move to other church, but they forget that they are human beings that are there also. And the same demon in a church is in every church. But maybe the degree varies. The church is the church. Because of Jesus, the devil identifies every church 
as a threat. Whether a classroom church, whether a, 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 a church in the hall, whether a church under a tree, every church is a threat to the devil. The last thing I want to share under this is that the church, number four, the church is the place to fellowship with one another. I have never, in my whole life, I've been so blessed with church. Yes. I'm wondering how strong I will be as a Christian without church. And sometimes your only problem is that you are not planted in church. You go to church once in a month. Twice in three months. You go to church on the swollen Sundays. 31st. 25th December, 1st January, Easter Friday, Easter Sunday. And when you celebrate your birthday, the next Sunday you come to church. No, you can't grow like that. One faith in Christ is what we all possess. Our faith is personal, but it's never private. Your faith in Christ is personal. But it's never private. It's part of a community. It's part of a community. Find a church and belong. And all those who are part of this church who have not showed up yet, it is time to show up. It is time to show up. Your faith is personal, but it's not private. No. You have to share it. Sometimes I see, I think that we have a problem. The problem is that Everybody qualifies things that he qualifies for the gospel. But when the gospel reaches us, we now try to personalize it and we don't want to pass it on. Our faith is personal, but it's not private. So when they do utter call, you see that they will say, get up and come. Because it has to be showcased that from today, you have declared your stand for Christ. May, may God help you to see the church as a family. Maybe your experiences in church can be wild. I remember, I always say this, a guy came from another church and he, was, he came and told me, God said you should join our church. And I perceive that, Charlie, Charlie, the guy is bitter with somebody. He's bitter with the pastor. So I spoke to him. I told him that I am not a businessman, I'm a pastor. And I can sense that there's anger in your heart. Though you are saying God said you should join this church, I'm not fine. Upon interrogation, I realized I had a problem with the pastor. And he felt that the pastor did not do something. The counseling between him and his beloved pastor, I'll be like that. Got angry and left the church. Started coming to church. We were very young then. And in fact, his car was the only car. He gives the only one who came with the car. And some two bicycles and one moto. Charlie, every young pastor will be happy that Charlie Mekutubi. And it was from a wild church. A church that Charlie, when you get there, it was a church worker, a wild one. Then I said, No. Go back to your church. Go and apologize to your pastor. And then reconcile with your pastor. And let life go on. As I'm speaking to you now, he went back. That's it. He listened. He went back, married the same girlfriend. And they are married with three children. Happily married. Sometimes you have 
encounters in the church that can put bitterness and anger. When you hear church, when you hear pastor, maybe some guy be deceived you in a church, slept with you, and left you and married another person. In the same church, and the pastor bless the marriage. You are angry, you leave the church. But you have joined another church, but your heart is full of bitterness. You cannot receive. You cannot receive. There are some brothers in the church. They are wild. They are disturbing the daughters. But it doesn't change the picture of the church. No matter how the media is bombarding the church and bombarding pastors, Jesus still stands with the church. The church is his bride. The church is his precious agency on earth. Our faith is personal, but not private. A healthy Christian is not a lone ranger. A, a, a healthy Christian is one that has a good relationship with other believers. If you are part of this church, find friendship. Connect with people. Connect with people in your church. Don't be too, don't, don't oversee yourself. Don't, don't oversee yourself. Because those are your brothers and sisters. You go to your own biological home. You may be a doctor. And maybe your brother is a carpenter in the village somewhere. You may be a doctor. Your father did not go to school. But you still identify and you flow and you are at home. You even sit on the floor to eat. You are comfortable. You come to church. Then your cocoa tea comes. And they usher you. You see everybody. You, people think that all church workers, church workers don't have anything doing. You don't respect church workers. You don't respect ushers. You don't respect even the pastor. You don't respect anybody. But that is your family. One day when you die, your biological family will come and look for your spiritual family to bury you. Yeah. They will come and look for your spiritual family. One day, a guy came to church once, came to church once and one or two, but he stopped coming and he instructed his wife to come to church. <laughs> so the wife and the children started coming to church here and all that. Then he died after, let's say, two, three years. We won his soul as a drunkard. He was drunkard when we evangelized to him. And he gave his life to Christ, though he was drunk. And truly, he started coming to church, then he stopped. But he instructed his wife and children to start coming to church. After some years, let's say four years, he died. And I called my father, I said, oh, Daddy, this guy came to church one or two times, and he's dead. But they said when he was dying, he mentioned my name that I should be the pastor to bury him. Should I go? He said, anybody that steps into your church once, is a member. So go and bury. And we went to do a very glorious funeral. We did, we supported the family. We covered them. You see, you need to belong to a spiritual family. If you don't like your church, change the church. But find another church and be planted and grow. That is the way of the Lord. You rub your anointing with other people when you come to church. 
when healthy Christians are in a community, people easily become born again. A vibrant church in a community will see many souls being won. Jesus mentions that in John chapter 13, verse 35. He said, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love for one another. I want you to pray. I want you to pray in the next two minutes that God plant me, help me to be planted. Maybe you are watching me. You are offended with your church. You are offended with your pastor. You are offended with your church members. You are offended with everything about church. I don't know what has happened. You, all of a sudden, you are angry. You don't, I don't know what has happened, but you want to pray to God that God should forgive you, number one, and God should help you, number two, to come out of that bitterness. Whatever experience you had that has affected your connection, when you hear church, you, are just, you just become wild. You want to pray. It's, it's, it's an attack on your destiny. You want to pray as a Christian that, Lord, have mercy upon me. His name is mighty God and the everlasting Father. He's ready to forgive. Lift your voice and talk to God that, Lord, forgive me from, from, for, for dating the name of the church. Forgive me for dragging the name of the church into mud. Forgive me for pointing my hands towards your anointed. For, forgive me for speaking ill towards your anointed. Forgive me for speaking ill about the church. Lord, have mercy upon me in the name of Jesus. You want to pray that the Lord will have mercy upon you. The Lord will forgive you in the name of Jesus. You have sat somewhere and destroyed your pastor. You have sat somewhere, destroyed the church, destroyed the members. You want to pray that Lord forgive me. Forgive me. They forgive me. You For you cannot kick against the prey. In the name of Jesus, as Paul was on his way to Damascus to persecute the church, Jesus stopped him. You want to pray that God forgive me in the name of Jesus. And I want to pray that God help me to be planted. Help me to be planted. Help me to be planted. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of you. You have to be planted. And you have to be planted. You want to pray that Lord help me to be stable. Help me to be committed. In the name of Jesus, I receive the baptism of the spirit of commitment in the mighty name of Jesus. You want to pray once again that Lord help me, Lord. Show me the area that I can contribute to in the church in the name of Jesus help me let me identify my place in the church where I can serve you also with my time my talent and my money lift your voice and begin to pray in the name of Jesus pray that Lord help me open my eyes let me know which department I want to contribute to the building of the house of the Lord I want to be part of your workforce I want to make my life available Lord my life is available you will never regret making this decision. You will never regret availing yourself to the Lord for him to use you. You will never regret in the name of Jesus. You want to pray that God give me that boldness to step back into the church. Give me the boldness to go back to church. In the name of Jesus, you may be watching me for days you've not been to church, for months, for weeks, for years you have not been to church. You want to pray that God, I receive the boldness to enter into Zion again. In the name of Jesus, pray in 20 seconds more. Pray in 20 seconds more. 
Intakalabadea katata, magada bagado kataya, ekelede behekata, apolua katea maladosa. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. We thank you, Lord, for this word. We pray in the name of Jesus, wherever we are falling short, Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, I pray for every embittered heart. I pray for anyone who is offended with his church. I pray for anyone who is offended with his church members, offended with his pastor. I pray that, Lord, any form of regret, any form of demonic influence, any form of voice, any form of darkness over their minds, we decree and declare, rule it away. Plant your people again. Gather your children again in Zion. Let them come from far and near. In the name of Jesus. And as people commit to church, and they begin to uphold the church as a treasure in their heart again, I pray that, Lord, the glorious destiny you have put in them will begin to emerge. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty clap of hands. God bless you so much for joining the broadcast. I pray that we've been a blessing to you. And uh, the Momo Nama is displayed on the screen. You want to give an offering to the glory of God. You want to serve God this evening with your offering. Plant a seed and pray over that seed that God, I am going back to church. I'm going back to church this Sunday. I will be part of the church forever in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Pastor Prince Nyakun. We're doing a fasting time from Wednesday to Friday. The theme is total recovery. Prayer topics will be released online on Wednesday morning. Join us fast and pray. And Friday will be here for Miracle Hour online. And you will never be the same again. Sunday has resumed in-service, in-person service. And first service is the gospel service, 7 to 8 a.m. Second service, the word impact service, 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. And then the third service, which is the revival fire service, which is 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. You will never regret stepping in any of these services. We love you. God bless you. And have a good night. Bye-bye.